Hello, and welcome to the Deep Bible Studies Podcast, where we discover, explore, examine, and practice the Word of God. I'm your host, Claudia Rivera Guevarez, and today we will be going through our first chapter in John's, John 1, 1 through 14. Also, welcome to the first official day of the calendar, which I am so incredibly excited that we finally get to go through these first verses in John. So let's just get right into it. So we will be in John 1, 1 through 14 today. And the word of God says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in the name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, a little bit of background information. This is the prologue of the Gospel according to John, uh, which we actually talked about a little bit last episode. This is probably the most theological passage in John, so please bear with me and stay with me. The greatest theme from verses 1 through 18 is how the Word, who is Jesus Christ, God the Son, the Son of God, became flesh. In other words, the eternal God incarnated and dwelt among and ministered among men, so that all, emphasis on all, who believed in his name would be saved. So we are going to take this verse by verse so we can all follow along. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This phrase actually parallels to Genesis 1.1, which says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. This means that Jesus was in the beginning of time, before time, space, and matter. Nothing was created apart from him. This highlights Christ's pre-existent. He always was and is and is to come. Jesus is the eternal God. A.W. Tozer said in his book, Pursuit of God, regarding this verse, a word is a medium by which the thoughts are expressed, and the application of the term to the eternal Son leads us to believe that the self-expression is inherently, meaning permanent or essential, in the Godhead, that God is forever seeking to speak himself out to his creation. The whole Bible supports this idea. God is speaking. Verse 2 says, He was in the beginning with God. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. He was with God and he is God. This tells us about the Godhead, the three-in-one, which we talked about in the gospel episode. God is so incredibly complex that we cannot humanly grasp it, and yet we get to ponder and, and gaze upon his beauty. Verse 3 says, 
all things were made through him and without him was nothing made that was made. In this verse, it is clearly stated that Jesus Christ is the second person in eternity, the Son of God, or God the Son, who created everything in the universe with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Now verse 4 says, In him was life, and life was the light of men. Life and light are qualities of the word. You see, Jesus. He shared between the persons of the Trinity, but also shared by God to those who respond to the gospel message regarding Jesus himself, which we talked about in our second episode regarding the gospel. Life in the context of the book of John does not just mean physical and temporal, live and die, but also and especially refers to spiritual eternal life graciously given by God himself because of belief in him. And light refers to the biblical truth of holiness and purity, which we will define in later episodes. Verse 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Like a single candle can overcome a room consumed by darkness, the powers of darkness have been overcome by the person and work of Jesus Christ on the cross. He atoned for a sin, which means he paid the debt for our sins. And allowing all those who repent and believe to be credited his righteousness, all the while sanctifying them until the day he comes. Which, by the way, sanctification is a big term, which again we will talk about. Now, it is not something that I can cover all these words in just one episode, so I do want to encourage you to stay with me and we will provide resources for understanding these big words that again we will talk about in later episodes but i don't want you to ponder upon these words just yet we will provide definitions and resources in which you can after this look upon and verses of the bible in which it talks about these terms that are actually very very quite important now verse 6 says there was a man sent from god whose name was john John is John the Baptist, not the Apostle, not the author of the book. John the Baptist's purpose is stated in the next verse to bear witness. The next verse says, He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. So this is courtroom language, meaning he was a witness, revealing factual evidence. Bearing witness means testifying that Jesus was indeed the Son of God. Verse 8 says, He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The purpose of John's testimony was to produce faith in Jesus Christ as indeed the Savior of the world and Lord of the world. He himself was not the Messiah, John, but the one who announced the Messiah's coming. And we see his humility throughout the first chapters of the book of John, when John is part of the story. Verse 9 says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, has come into the world. God has planted his knowledge in man through general revelation. For example, creation and conscience, those are obvious evidences of a greater being, of a deity, God himself. So, if you ever want to know more about this, you can definitely go to Romans 1, 18-32 and Romans 2, which rich theological knowledge regarding creation and the conscience. So this general revelation cannot produce salvation. It can only lead you to complete light revelation of Jesus Christ himself. 
that is why you will constantly hear me say that the whole Bible is about Jesus. It all points to him. If the general revelation does not lead to receiving light, which means genuinely repenting and believing and remaining in who Christ is and what he has done, then it can only lead to condemnation. Verse 10 says, He was in the world and the world was made through him, but the world did not know him. Verse 11 says, He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. This verse refers to first mankind in general because God is creator and secondly to his own nation, the Israelites. This was Jesus's physical lineage and the nation to whom the scriptures were given to anticipating the Messiah's coming. So moving on to verse 12 says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John MacArthur explains that to receive him means to acknowledge his claims, to put one's faith in him, leading to a life full of reverence for him in everything. It is seen very clearly here that this salvation is a gift of God by his grace through faith in Christ alone. Verse 13 says, Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This referring to a regeneration. Now when you're in Christ, it's not just a physical birth. The, the physical fruit will be the deeds, the good works, not perfection, but the longing to love and preach the gospel and do good deeds in servitude. Now, this is talking of a spiritual regeneration. After you believe the gospel, as I said before in the gospel episode, you will not be the same person. You cannot. If the gospel is real, you cannot live as the same person. The conviction will not let you. The Holy Spirit will not let you. He will remain. God will keep you. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became highlights the incarnation, the eternal God taking humanity. The supernatural one reduced himself to the natural, basically is what John MacArthur says. But let us not mistake that he was just human, for he was a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man. He never ceased to be God, instead became God veiled in human flesh. In this we can see that God decided to dwell among his people in a very personal way as a man. And though his deity was veiled in flesh, glimpses exist in this gospel of his divine nature and majesty. This glory can be seen physically, which we ourselves will see in the other chapters of the books, but also spiritually through the attributes God alone possesses. Goodness, grace, mercy, truth, justice, wisdom, etc. These attributes of God's own glory emphasize the unique goodness of God's character definitely seen in relation to his gift of salvation through his son, through his only beloved son. In this verse, we see the very exclusive relationship between the Father and the Son of the Godhead. It is so incredibly unique and more so reveals God's justice and grace to mankind in sacrificing him to justify us. You can find more information on our website, www.deepbiblestudies.com, where you will also find the calendar to go along with the book that we will be studying. 
You can also find us on Instagram at Deep Bible Studies and Facebook, where you can know every single time we post a new podcast. Also, we have an email, contact at deepbiblestudies.com, where you can ask us any questions and we will be sure to get back to you. I hope you have a wonderful day and see you next time.